hello and welcome to the fundamentalist the fandom podcast investigating all aspects of geeky media oh, sorry did i hit my head and wake up in patriarchal bullshit land don't put me in charge it certainly worries me to make self-defeating mistakes out of fear of appearing weak you were right we are from different worlds that is a failing indeed but I cannot love it. Welcome to the I Disappoint Dad Club. My name is Kylie, and here with me, literally in the same space, are... Unprecedented. Gretchen. Hello. Julia. Hi, everyone. And our special guest, Griffin. Hi, again. Again, This is his third, fourth time on Fundamentalist. Fourth, I think. Yeah, and full confession. Nepotism? (laughs) Fuck you, Julia. (laughs) Full confession, we are here together in Chicago because that's where Griffin lives and that is where my Thanksgiving was. And we just kind of congregated. We just kind of congregated. We're hanging out in uh, Julia's and my Airbnb. So, if you have not listened to us before, you might be like, what? And to that, we will say we write for the website, thefandamentals.com. For fundamentally sound fandom analysis, and what? <laughs> what are, you, are you are you dreading it? Both are you, sure we've all had half a glass of wine at this point. So half a glass. We're like half a sheet to the wind. I've had like. Two I don't know who all six. these other people are who cannot hold their alcohol. It, well, <laughs> maybe I, this I is can. saying something about me. About no, the fact that no, I no, 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 no. We're just very much. Did like you it. know on thefandamentals.com we have all sorts of geeky news reviews and fandom analysis? I didn't. Actually. You should check that out. So <laughs> we have a pretty cool store. We do we have a pretty merch. cool store, and we just got two new shirts on the store, which is yeah. rad. One says "Happy Holidays." Wait, did you actually do a shirt? Yes. <laughs> is Jewish. I'm not sure if you've ever heard this discussion. No. <gasps> really? Well, oh my god. Why have I not been reading or watching her? Is What's she on Jew? TV? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys. This is going to be so professional. No, no. Live shows are the best. Live so, shows are the best. Yeah, so we're like a little hype because here's the thing. Um, until today, like a few hours ago, like I had never met Julia or Gretchen before in person. They were just... It could have been a really long, elaborate catfish. With so. animatronics and everything, like yeah, Jurassic right. Park style. And yeah. apparently there's a theory on the internet that we are actually the same person with very skilled voice acting capacities. So Which that is just be, like, yeah. impressive as hell. That would be really impressive, especially because sometimes we talk at the same time. Well, you can so. do that in editing. You, oh, in fairness, true. you that's could. Fair. So it's not live recording. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to post a picture of the three of us in this post. Uh, we we do have to set the stage for you a little bit because it kind of probably sounds like we're in some kind of auditorium with a slight echo. We are not. We are in an Airbnb in Lincoln Park. Lincoln, Lincoln Park. Park. Yeah, we're Lincoln Park. And it's like the band, but the walls, in actual but, place, but not spelled stupid. The walls. <laughs> <laughs> that too. The walls are a lovely shade of turquoise. Yeah. And painted on it is a bookshelf and a TV, like. And to be fair, they're not actually top? yet. We have paintings of a painting. Yeah, yeah paintings of paintings. an old wooden television mm-hmm. without yep. the bunny ears, by the way, so it wouldn't even work. Um, uh, oh, paintings true. of a potted plant, <laughs> books, and a shelf to which to put them on, and paintings of I, I think this supposed to be stained glass window. There's like there's also like painting around the light switch, so they <laughs> In so case they like you miss they, it. they tried to like incorporate the actual like. Physical layout. Yeah, of the it's place. very artistically so interesting. This was either like a convent 
Or, or a brothel. Or a brothel. Yeah. Right. And we also or only... Or maybe it's Hamlet and it's both. Could be. Ooh. We only found two wine glasses here also. So Griffin and I are drinking out of beer steins and mine says Chuck on it. Mine is a mason jar. Yep. Eat, says... drink, and laugh. I'm doing two of those. Yeah. Yep. Do you want some gummy Coke bottles? No. <laughs> we bought gummy Coke bottles. Right. Anyway, uh... Well, I guess we're a little light on news because we've been doing Thanksgiving things, except for Julia, who is from Canada, so there's no such thing. They don't have Thanksgiving. We had Thursday. No. Mm. They already did their Thanksgiving. Yeah, like a month month ago. Uh, I'm told that they have similar foods (laughs) out there. Gretchen, you had a lovely Thanksgiving, correct? It was fine. There's crafts. Yeah. My (laughs) mother-in-law really likes crafting, so we crafted. Crafting uh, symphonies? No, we like painted wooden boards with like in supposedly inspirational quotes. It seems to... pretty, I saw it. It was pretty inspirational. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty. I was Gretchen inspired. I think that like more. blew my mind. Where like she mixed the paint, but like not all the way. Right. It's Appar- a marbled, marbled yeah. term. Right. <laughs> no, but like really, like my in-laws were like, "Wow, you can do that." I was like. Yeah, I can just not completely mix my different colors of green paint so it looks kind of like camo. Um, it's cool. Oh. So I met like most a good amount of Griffin's family uh, at this Thanksgiving. How However, she's nice. for for the last yeah. uh, for the last <laughs> few years, my whole family hasn't gotten together at all. Like for Thanksgiving, like, actually, no, just for the last ever, this hasn't happened. Uh, and then, of course, this year is the year that my family all managed to clear their calendars and get together. So while I was like at Griffin's Thanksgiving table, they were texting me pictures like, "Look how happy we are in our happiness. I wish you could have been here." It is a wonderfully orchestrated guilt trip. I mean, I just have to salute. Mm. Yeah, that like, sounds pretty there. impressive. It was yeah, it was really like top quality. It That's was, just um, production value and commitment is right there. Right? And, and it was, I think, it was well foreshadowed also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because they're not consistent and that's not consistent with any characterization yeah. so it's just sort of like that's a that is a well-written twist and i'm excited next week to see it's true i'm not sure i'm loving the trope of the sister-in-law who's pregnant i mean we, we see that a lot but it just seems like that's yeah. a way to incorporate pregnancy without actually getting into character the name work. right i, I mean the, the name is just, a that's a whole different the protagonist is a little preoccupied with babies right now. That's true. Yeah, we we we, we should focus on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what? But yeah, so we were just having nice Thanksgivings. Now we're we're recording a live show. And oh my god, we can't be in the same room as each other. We're, we're having this, way too much fun. This guys. is we're, we live on the internet. We don't know how to deal with people to people interaction. <laughs> Uh, hey, we have some real news though. We there do? was a premiere of a TV show this May twenty second on the twenty second. So yeah, a couple of days ago. A few yeah. days ago. Wednesday, right? Called yeah. Godless, yeah. and it was on a network. I mean, Netflix. this is just so illustrative of patriarchy that it's not even funny. Yeah, so what's the premise of Godless? The premise, like, the idea behind it was supposedly that there's an outlaw who's chasing down a ven- like some guy he has a vendetta against, and they happen to stumble across this town that is entirely populated by women because all of the men died, I think, in a mining accident? Um... So it was like touted as this like. So the men are pretty dumb, is what you're saying. That's yeah, dead. yeah. All the men died. <laughs> um, and it was being touted as this like feminist show because it was like, ooh, old west with like a town full of women. Yay, we're that so different than everything. Common, that was, that's, that's how the western expansion actually kind no, of. No, no, it's because they died. It's no, I mean, but like in ter- that, well, the the western expansion happened mostly because of uh, women owning and operating brothels throughout the west. That actually brought in income, revenue, cash, and, like, people coming out there and actually having a reason to. Like, there's yeah. this 
holds. He's I mean, the way to make money in the West wasn't to be a prospector. It was no, to it was sell sex. to them and, and to fuck them. Yeah, that right. was. And, and it was interesting because they actually like donated to the church, started social social programs. Like there was this this whole thing that nobody ever talks about, and that's mm-hmm. probably where it came from. But at the same time, bad execution. Right, because apparently, like in the first episode, like seventy three percent of the lines were spoken by men. <laughs> And, and there was that, and right? there was a gang rape within the first ten minutes. Not so, by not by women. Yeah, oh, a yes. woman got gang raped <laughs> by men. Like yay feminism! I mean, that Is sounds that pretty feminist quite? to me. As a side note, we may or may not be in a repurposed brothel. We're trying to decide that right now. Um, I think we do because we are because we are. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so very feminist show. Seventy three percent of the lines spoken by men. And actually, isn't like study wise, isn't that like an equal balance and like yeah, men? yeah, that yeah, like, like like the men would say that it was dominated by the men. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like thirty like percent or more is like female dominated. What's super so, funny is that that is actually when I was reading about this on Twitter last night, people were actually bringing that up. Like people were like, "Oh, right, so this this was female dominated because like because like thirty percent of right women Cause, cause were like to, yeah, because thirty yeah. percent of the conversation was women, so it was clearly female dominated." Yeah, I like I like that, that tracks. Study. Right, it does. Uh, another big piece of news, and this is fandom related in the sense that it's internet related, is that there's going to be a bill that kills net neutrality that's coming up in the U.S. December. Congress. Yeah. December. Right. And uh, like, so look, there's a few countries. <laughs> so bye, that, guys. There's there's a few Portugal. countries that have done away with it. Uh, yeah. I think, and there's a oh, there's a South American country I'm not thinking uh, of right now. But basically, what happens is like you know how you get cable packages and you can pick channels A, B, C, or channels you know D. Well, yeah, I'm pretty. I think you get. Um, the the public broadcasting ones like ABC, CBS, yeah. CN. Well, those are free, but um, I didn't mean ABC as the channel. I meant like XYZ. Oh, okay, yeah. it's like CBS, yeah. Uh huh. But like you, you have to pick and choose. <laughs> no one uses Z. Okay, there's no Z. There's no Winston Zedmore here. Are you Winston Zedmore? Maybe you are. She's a she's a Canadian. She's just gonna do her Z. Anyway, like the point the, the like point the is, person. we might have to buy internet packages. Like, do you use Facebook or do you use Netflix and stuff like that, and like piecemeal your website together? Do you use together. Google Plus? Um, <laughs> so this is this is like pretty. No one's going to buy Bing. No, no, <laughs> that's yeah, like, it. This, this is actually pretty serious. Like, it is though. Uh, yeah. I've been angrily faxing my representative, so that's through ResistBot. You can send faxes. Yeah, or and, uh, Stance. Dance is an app I think you can yep. record a yeah. uh, voicemail message. But it's yep. just like something to keep an eye on, especially <laughs> since so much of our media is consumed online now. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's kind of serious and terrible. I don't anyway, people, let's get into our podcast. Yeah, I don't think people realize quite how different the internet experience will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, obviously this will go to court mm-hmm. for like ever until it's either overturned or I think they lose. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. But regardless, it's going to change the landscape. It will most likely be terrible and bad. Mm-hmm. So if we do hear from you, if you do hear from us again, that means things are not as bad. <laughs> well, okay, it's not going to like go into effect in December. It's like no, no, January. They can turn this off like a switch. Okay, well, I'm just telling you right now. I just don't. Anyway, call your representatives if you live in America, or hey, if you support not net neutrality, if you oppose net neutrality. That's Although I guess if you live in Illinois. I think it's important to tell your representative anyway. But yeah, so we knew, normally don't get political, but this is like very kind of non, like common sense. And that's like the heavy Save topic. Save net neutrality. <laughs> yes. You're like totally already drunk, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm exaggerating. All right. 
for comedic effect. Thanks for ruining the image, Julia. I appreciate it. Anyway, we're going to we are going to transition into the first segment, which is on something much lighter, and that is Star Wars Episode Eight. I'm a dramatic person, okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna layer the music in here because y'all are not. No, but we no, have but, uh, one more thing. Just we have to do this one more thing, and no, we can still talk. We just don't have to have this recording. Our uh, listeners want to hear us raw and real. What? <laughs> what could be more raw? <laughs> I want our listeners to know before we get into Star Wars that Julia has already asked if I would feel her quads and biceps. I just I repeatedly like in yeah, not just once. Yeah, you know. no, like over long series of walks. In Gretchen's car. Yep. In this Airbnb that may or may not be a brothel. Um, could be a dorm. Could be a dorm. There's a tripod. There is also a... Um, oh, there, there's a wheelchair. There's a wheelchair. There's a fold-up wheelchair. We don't know why. And tripods. And tripods. Two it's, of them. It's for after I have tequila shots. The, the, the wheelchair or the tripod? <laughs> Either. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Should I so it? Last Jedi is coming out fairly soon. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. Yep. Star Wars. I'm fifteenth. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, the first showings are the night of the fourteenth, and I, I don't. No, no, it's, I it's don't. It's not the night. It's the day. Yeah, I don't happen to know that because I already have tickets to go see it. What are you talking That's about? That's not how I know it either. Are you? Nope. On Thursday. Yeah, on the fourteenth. Oh, yeah, the day. Out, yeah, day out, I have tickets. Day, day that's how they extended the, um, uh, yeah, they, they just, like, sort of did this now, movie studios now. Yeah, now the opening weekend starts on the Thursday. And so then we, yeah, like. Day. It's not even a midnight showing. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they, what, okay, what I think is funny about that the is, they, is they'll say that it opens on the 15th, and I'm like, yeah, but you're, you're like, half the day of the 14th it's showing, yeah. so technically it opens on the 14th. I they want more money. Or anyone that wants to go with me. Because I don't want to go with you, but you're not here. I have no hype. Kylie has no hype. That's she nice. lost her hype. I my I left. Can you my guys hype? find it? I used to not have hype, but I found my hype recently. <laughs> so how do I get I my hype back? Well, I have a tradition, so that's why I have hype. You have hype because I, yeah. I have a tradition. So for you, I feel like the only thing you can do is just kind of sit back, take a deep look inside of yourself, and realize that you're shit out of luck. No, I want my hype back. Gretchen lost her hype and she got her hype back. I, I did get my hype back. I want to hear this story. It sounds like a good character arc. So, part <laughs> Yeah, how Gretchen got her hype back. Um, it's a musical. So, I yeah. lost my hype because The Force Awakens, I had mixed feelings about certain characterization components of The Force Was Awakens. Was it Kylo Runs? Um, part of it. <laughs> Not the character in and of himself. It was like the the certain was aspects the of the fandom dialogue uh, about yeah. Yeah. Kylo Ren upset yeah, me. That I mean, that's a major chunk <laughs> of it. Um, but part of it too was like I was not super thrilled with like like Luke being the absentee, whatever. Dad, maybe. Um, Dad, maybe. More like mentor, I think. Leia being this kind of like. Oh, I guess she's obsessed with work, and so her kid went evil. And but it's because of her DNA. Han Solo I, is like, will tell her that it's because of her DNA, right? Like, <laughs> I'm a smuggler again. Yeah, you were never great. And now I'm dead. Now I'm dead. Now I'm dead. I mean, if he had said that, like when they first met, when they re- reunited, I would have been like, yeah, no, you are being hunted down. And then if he died, I'd be like. 
You know, he did say that. He did say he that. He did say that. That's not really he a surprise. He, he, he did say, so he did say were, that. So, were you, like, worried that they would basically just, like, feed into all of that? For right, episode? yeah. So, for episode eight, I was especially worried about what they were doing with Luke because certain of the early, like, trailers and things coming out were very much, like... Ooh, Luke's been hiding out on this island, and he may have lost his hope. Oh no, he wants the Jedi to end. Is Luke going dark? And oh I was like, God. just like fuck you, no, like don't it's do a good that. Like don't ruin. Like mm-hmm. Luke is like the last character to be hopeless. He's like in the original trilogy. Like he's yeah. the one. Like he believed that his dad, who was a like war criminal, mass murderer was still capable of doing something good. And he was. Like, and he was, and he was right. So why would Luke go dark? Like, there's no reason for Luke to go dark other than, like, Grimdark is edgy and cool I, now. I'm and not- so I was super concerned that that's the way they were going. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not as convinced now that that's what they're doing. And you got your hype back by analyzing trailer footage and being like, here's a, here's a shot at 2.5. Force two minutes in and no, no. (laughs) I got my hype back actually by reading the Star Wars books and the comics. Excellent choice. Yeah, right. Because like, and I mean, I just did my review of Legends of Luke Skywalker um, earlier in November, and it like that book was so good, and that was what finally sold me. Was like, okay, this group of people they understand who Luke is as a character. Like, they get him. They get what he represents. They get who he is as a character. They get, like, his, like, emphasis on hope and compassion and empathy. Mm -hmm. And so I actually, like, I trust that these guys know what they're doing, even if I'm initially concerned, like, still have concerns with the way it's being advertised. Maybe that's more about trying to gain a specific audience than it is about actually what they mean to do with the story. I mean... No, sorry. No, this is... Like, Star Wars is a great example of this, but I can name so many other examples that just, like, there's this kind of, like, something is very popular, but you just get the feeling that only a small majority of the people who like it actually get it. Mm. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah, and then you, like, question yourself. And you liked it before it was cool. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> well, well, like, I mean, like all hipsters. I mean, sometimes yeah. I wonder if George Lucas understood yeah. the original mm, Star Wars. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he did a lot of the um uh, the writing in the lore, in the lore and the story, but eventually he stopped doing script writing and he yeah. stopped doing directing after the first one. Yeah, which and is he didn't good. even script write any of the others, if I remember correctly. Well, he for the prequels. He does. Well, well, I mean, I'm talking about history. <laughs> will get to. original trilogy. Okay, Later. I'm talking about the 70s and then like in the oh, 80s. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Lawrence Kasdan and then. Well, and also um, um, Gretchen just rewatched Return of the Jedi like yep. last night, and yeah. so she can attest to George's writing skill. Yeah. Yeah. Hold me. But here's the the thing about the marketing. Like, Star Wars and Disney is not above marketing in a specific way for a specific audience. So Rogue One, Mm -hmm. like, they showed, like, the mommy bloggers. They brought them in and showed them, like, an extended preview of Rogue One because all the mommy bloggers were like, this looks dark. And they probably showed them, like, K2SO being funny. Because then all of a sudden all the mommy bloggers were like, we can't wait to take our kids to Rogue One, which is like a horrifying war chapter. Yeah. Well, it it would have been horrifying if it had any sort of emotional depth. Yeah, the protagonist, like, (laughs) kills a dude in the first five minutes. Oh my god, you're so obsessed with that. No, but just, like, it was really dark. Like, I was was shocked it didn't happen. I I was shocked that they got away with it. I wouldn't worry about what the trailers are showing at all. Right, right. And that's the thing, is, like, the trailers are so misleading. It's editing. I think. 
I also happen to like when really flawless heroes, well, not Luke's not flawless, but like hopeful heroes kind of get very flawed later in life, like Aang being a terrible dad. I love that. Well, that just made perfect sense, yeah. though. I mean... I think, yeah, yeah, it has to make sense. Like, Aang, I can understand Aang being a terrible father. Yeah, with Luke, it depends. I, I think, I think it's not more a, about... A father, just like no, 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 yeah, no, I think it's more about... This did I have to end. I mean, I'm, I'm pulling a lot of the extended universe stuff, like Knights right. of the Republic. He is fucking right. Right. The Shadai are idiots. Yeah. The yeah. Sith are idiots. Everyone's an idiot. They're using this, this, this force, the force, as a weapon, as this methodology towards understanding the universe. They have no fucking idea. They let it infect themselves like a virus. Right. They get drunk on it. Mm-hmm. And yep. I'm basically just quoting, you know, <laughs> Up from the public too for those who catch that, but um, he has a point. There is absolute accurate. danger to this. Of what the prequels were trying to do was to show how like the system with the Republic and the Jedi. I think that they, might they have been a coincidence. Yeah, they failed miserably, but that's that's part of what the, tra- the <laughs> absolutely were to do. yes. Because yeah. yeah, like the Jedi and the in prequels ma- are assholes. And like they, they are no, huge assholes. <laughs> no idea what they're doing. I don't think they tried. Like Obi Wan is just like is just like like mind force wielding everyone like. Yeah. Hey, I don't like the way you think. Let me like change your mind. <laughs> I'm like that's fucked up, dude. Like well, and I kind of going like, around mind wiping people. What, what I hope this will be, and what I kind of think is happening, is that Ray is going to like redefine what a contemporary Jedi is, which is right. what Luke originally did in the original trilogy. At the yeah. end, I'm a Jedi yeah. like my father. But then, like me. you know, they skip ahead how many years? Right, that? because yeah. like Luke being a Jedi, like he redefines Jedi as including hope, empathy, like, love, emotional yeah. connection, and which I think that's sense. what I think that's what. I think that that is what they mean to do yeah. when they say when when they have Luke say the Jedi need to end is like the old way of understanding what Jedi means this like emotional detachment. Yeah. Yeah. It's it possible that he tried to teach like more emotional attachment to, and uh, blew, to Kylo and it blew up in his face. So that's why he's scared. He's like, I don't want to. This risk was huge. Yeah, right. Like, I tried to do this. It went badly. Everyone's almost dead now again. Yeah. Right. That's kind of true. Yeah. Right. Which, that would be a legitimate thing to be scared of. Like, I would try to make this things a better place. I tried to make the galaxy a better place. It went bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's, that's a legitimate reason. If I can't see, you don't exist. Right. That's a legitimate oh. reason for him to be, like, right. really concerned and a little yeah. bit darker about it. Because, like, I can't mm-hmm. make this mistake again. Yeah. Well, and that's something they seem to be doing in the new expanded canon with, like, you have characters like Ahsoka Tano, who leaves the Jedi Temple before she completes her training. Yeah. And she's, but she's still a force wielder. Mm-hmm. She's just neither a Sith nor a Jedi. She, I think they, I, like I think she's yeah. like a gray, a gray Jedi. Jedi is, that's what they call her. That's what they call her, but that's right. not like so. They're trying. Yeah, that's why it, she has two lightsaber, two white lightsabers. There's a, there's right. a very specific reason why they chose that. Yeah, they yeah. do seem she to be that. like the larger canon does seem to be it's expanding. Good, yeah, it's super yeah. good, and Ahsoka Tano is my favorite. Yeah, like I, I have absolutely no problem with Luke being like beleaguered but not hopeless and I don't, no, I don't no, no, think no, no, he's no. going to be yeah and not dark like they were initially like I don't I'm not afraid of this now but initially when they first started talking about it, they were talking about it being like a much darker movie and when they had that coupled with this whole like like what's going on with Luke thing I'm like if they make him like actually go to the dark side like fuck you <laughs> like just fuck no, you I, fuck you for that I, because like at, like the literal no the, the end of Return of the Jedi is literally Luke saying I he will never Turn to the dark side. He so found he, the middle. He right. found the inner peace. It, yeah. He he found it. He found a way to do the middle, you know, the little middle bit. Balance. Uh, ba- 
Yeah, he I found getting, balance. I was going to circle back to that. I was going to circle back to that. Balance. You can't see the looks on their faces right now, but it's we're pretty. Grinning. It's we're pretty grinning. awesome. We're grinning. Yeah, we're we're. I mean, that's why that's why like the whole thing about the trilogy being about Darth, like the, the whole saga being about Darth Vader and how he brings out the Force always pissed me off because he did like diddly squat. Was, 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 like, Indirectly, was, yeah, he facilitated Luke's journey. Is what yeah. he did. Yeah. That's what he did. And so technically, most people say the Star Wars sagas is about anything. From a certain Skywalker. point of view. Yeah. Oh so my gosh! Like, here's the thing. I think Luke. I I actually am really excited about what they're going to do with Force stuff. Right, but. A component of that that I don't think we can ignore is Kylo and Ray's relationship that they're going to have. Oh. I don't mean Ro- I don't think Raylo is happening. But I don't think so either. But, but the, the end of the trailer gave so much wind in the sails of the ship. It's editing. I know, but I think we should go back to like 1979 <laughs> and all the way Luke strippers. Okay, right, that'll make you feel better. I would. I would honestly. <laughs> Like, if if yeah. they end up not being related, if Kylo and, and Rey end up not being related, like, I will literally, like, eat my shirt. I will. Like, I, will I am. In I the am, theater? I, yeah, I will take off my shirt in the theater and eat it. Because I am 100% convinced that they are related somehow. There's the no way they're not. Know, it's, it's, yeah. it's so funny. It's so funny. Cause siblings, I'd be surprised. Or, I'd be. I'd be. That would, okay, that would be cousins, super weird if there were siblings and they just forgot about it. When I think back to our initial reactions. No bad woman here. No. Of The Force Awakens and how, like, we loved what the movie did with Kylo Ren. And then the fandom just like slowly. Remember, they missed the point. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we had that initial yeah. podcast year, like two years ago when it came out, and yeah. we were like so happy with Kylo. We were like, he's such a good antagonist. He is. Yeah. He is the most entitled fanboy ever. Yeah, and then we talked about how, how like you know the first trailer came out. We were laughing at that cra- that that guard lightsaber, uh, yeah. and now it made perfect sense because Kylo because <laughs> he fucked up making it. <laughs> yeah. He's really bad. And then people began talking. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And just the way he's been like leather pantsed and wubified, yeah. it just like he's not evil, he's just misunderstood. There is an unintended like, positive oh. though. He killed Han! What is the, the unintended positive? The unintended positive is that through his costume design and through the little bit of, you know, extra information you get from like the art books and from the other, you know, extended universe stuff, is that he clearly stole his look from Darth Revan, which means that Knights of the Old Republic is canon, which is fucking. Awesome. I thought, he, I thought he was just trying okay, to be that, that, that No, he stole that from a line. super, like, popular Sith Lord that, like, It does, very... like, it is vaguely Vader-esque, but it is a lot more, like, it's, Revan. It's Revan. From it's absolutely... And, and, like, he, he apparently, he got scary. the lightsaber inspired by Malachor. By the Battle of Malachor. So I'm just sort of like, okay, this little piece of shit canonized the best Star Wars story ever told. I don't care it is. I just think yes. that it's fucked up that he idolizes the dude who... Of course it's fucked up! Right. That's what's great about him. He's a piece of shit. He has too much Vader in him. Yeah, he's doing. He's a little whiny bitch. Over the, like, okay, if I were Leia and my husband said that to me, I would punch him in the face. Right. Well, she yeah, did kind I of would. like go on a separation from him for years and years. Probably because he said that originally. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, see, like, that, it actually wouldn't surprise me if Han said something like that after, like, Ben went evil. After, like, Ben went evil, he'd be like, oh, well, I guess he had too much Vader in him. And he probably didn't mean it meanly, but he probably just said it, and then it was like, Leia's just like, okay, like, fuck you. Like, like, out, get out, get out of the house, just throwing shit out the window. I don't care. You know what I think we should do? I think we should write, like, Calvin and Hobbes-esque cartoons. Oh my god! You're still not over that (laughs) there. There's, okay, so 
what Julia there Roberts are Calvin and Hobbes yeah. style cartoons with yeah. Kylo there's, Ren. There's Calvin and Hobbes style cartoons with Kylo Ren, and it's like kind of funny. But there's one where he's holding up like his Hobbes doll, which is styled as Darth Vader. And he's, like, asking Leia to kiss it goodnight, like, as she's tucking him in, which is, like, so fucked up on so many levels. And there's another one where he, there's all these snowmen and, like, Kylo, like, little baby Kylo Hobbs is, like, stabbing all that. And, like, and, like, like, Han is, like, he gets it from your side of the family. <laughs> Isn't there one with the torture droid? Where, yeah. Like, where, like, yeah. little, little baby Kylo has, like, a torture droid. Yeah. That, like, that is, like, the most boy. barely repurposed Calvin and Hobbes strip. Like, that was just what it was. Yeah, that was pretty much just <laughs> That's what, what it was. was. Have you not read Calvin and Hobbes? I have. Read, uh, my son loves it. So, yeah, oh, it's yeah. Calvin's pretty fucked up in the show. Well, because there's actually one time I was driving it's down to Maryland. Phone, yeah, it is. He's an honest character. Her, her like, son was reading me Calvin and Hobbes strips as I was driving down, and I was like, "This is really good entertainment." But yeah, no, like it's wonderful comic strip. Yeah, it is. How the head of Kylo in Episode Seven? I love. I just, yeah. I am really legitimately nervous for Episode Eight, and I think that's not something that's going to go away until I see Episode Eight, yeah. and I know right. what they're going to do with it. Yeah, they changed the scar so it wouldn't be as fucked up. They which... changed the scar to make him look more like Anakin. Is what they did. All right. Well, that, okay, that makes sense. But they make him look fucked up. He has that like the, the metal strip the mesh under his. Skin, it's so gross. Like the metal mesh. I would have been more. I, I, so, I kind of wish if they had like. Wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. If he had kept the scars as figured as possible, he would have looked more like Anakin at the end of his life when he was Darth Vader. So that's just inconsistent, it's like Kylo. It rhymes. It ri- okay. All right. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Jay. All right. Any other hopes and dreams? No, is that something George Lucas? Said. George Lucas said it's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. I know. Oh, 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 yeah. Did you, did you okay, get okay. it? Okay. Come hey, on, man. Hey, uh, I Do don't have... want too many lightsaber battles. I want very Just the few. one. Just I the have. one. I have high hopes for the merchandising potential of the merchandising. boards. Merchandising. Oh, my God. So there's this... Because there's this, uh, apparently, like, everyone loves the stupid little, like... Penguin hamster birds. Yeah, well, there's. <laughs> I think they're but cute. seriously, like, I think they're cute, yeah, they're cute but I, but I'm not like I must like own all the birds. I don't want a plushie. Emma. So Jenny Nicholson is this YouTuber who I think is hilarious. She's and she comments great. a lot on Star Wars stuff, and there's this video. It's just six minutes of her and her friends driving. It's to amazing. It's just her acquiring a giant stuffed porg, <laughs> maybe the size of a pedal harp. I've never seen a stuffed animal this size. And she's, can you give a, a, a better sense of scale? Because not everyone knows how big a pedal harp is. I mean. It's it's almost like it's her size. Kylie and I size. Yeah, yeah. We're five, we're five, three, five, I'm four. five foot three. Yeah. So it's like almost our size. Yeah, I'm there five, I'm See, five four. I'm very proud of this. No, <laughs> I'm the shortest one here. Yay! You are the same size. You were just wearing. You're the same size as Griffin. You just wear heels. Griffin doesn't count because he's a dude. Oh, <laughs> I mean that's true, but also fuck you. <laughs> this is all good-hearted fun. Yay! No, you, you can't tell, but we're. Smiling. I was like, he's not a. I'm sorry, what? He's a copy editor. Okay. He's a copy editor. He's not a managing editor. So. You know what, you guys? You know what? You know what? That's okay. That's okay. Julia is the token straight, so she can. Oh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I lost my train of thought. I'm glad you said that. I'm completely lost my train of thought, too. But this podcast is going to be titled Three INFJs and an INTP. We've been waiting to use that pun forever. Yeah. And I'm going to make a shirt now because we finally have a reason that INFJ exists. We do. We do. We had it with someone else, though. And a mutual friend of ours. And 
Well, I have another friend who is also a BNFJ. No, but we. I but feel we like oh, they no, we had BNFJs. BNFJs. You're not in that club either. Uh, I'm not in that club. Anyway, let's transition and talk about <laughs> Star Wars more <laughs> than prequels. We finished my therapy session. We finished talking about our moms. We finished talking about my mom a lot. Let's back up. This is part of our ongoing series. Yes. Our ongoing fun segment series where we compare two of uh, the worst... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking about the extra. Shows slash films, uh, Game of Thrones, yes. and the Star Wars prequel trilogy. And we, compare, we, we have talked about various topics such as character arcs yeah. and Co- production yeah. value, which we, we both of those did really well on production value. Politics. But, yeah. yeah poli- not so well. Not so well. Uh, not so well on the whole, like, sexism, racism thing either. Um, today, we are going to be talking about romance. <laughs> Everyone's favorite topic. Love Which... is in the air. Was it? Uh, I did the um, Shiro. was like... And of course, love is in the air as the Lady Melisandre brings the two ice and fire together. Did you fucking do that? <laughs> of course I did. Of course I did. Oh, Shiro Shinobi. No, so, so, so let's talk with, speaking of Melisandre bringing together ice yeah, and fire, yeah, let's yeah. talk about Game of Thrones. Let's, uh, let's start with Game of Thrones. So Game of Thrones season 7 featured probably, <laughs> like Game of Thrones has featured romance before. but Wasn't season 2 the season of romance? Right, 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 because that was Robin to Lisa, right? That romance. So, look, here's the thing about Game of Thrones, is that it has gone consistently downhill. Uh, yeah. It has also gone consistently further and further away from the books. And, and also consistently more and more popular. Hmm. Weird how that works. Uh, uh, really, though, in Season 2, even back in Season 1 and 2, there were issues. And one of the biggest issues in Season 2 was that they made the mystifying decision to replace the character of Jane, Jane Westerling. With Julia's favorite character on the entire show, which is uh, Talisa Featherbottom. <laughs> she has a last name. It's like it's like a last name of an established family in Volantis. Yeah, wait, she was Volantine. Yeah, for some reason. For some reason. So, Julia, what was the issue with Talisa? She was anachronistic. Oh, okay. So, yes, that's I mean, one, that was one of the issues. So, in the in the books, there, this wasn't much of a romance. Basically, yeah. Rob gets sad and grief bones someone of this of the house Westerling, and they like arrange a marriage because she's despoiled, and he thought yeah. it would be the honorable thing to do. In the show, they were Ned, kind of. Yeah, in the show, they're like, "Wow, that's a boring character." Let's get yeah. She has like intense patriarchy brain. Let's get a time traveling field nurse who sass talks people. At- what? <laughs> yeah. Take Claire from Outlander yeah. to make a guest appearance on Game of Thrones. For so a that while. was Talisa, and she'd be like walking around the battlefield completely unchaperoned, like, yeah. "Oh, y'all." She like all you men in the north have no humor. She like invented field nursing, and it was like doing surgery on the battlefield. That is really impressive. And totally Talking thought feasts like, and frolics were stupid. <laughs> I, I Parties never, are dumb. I never wanted to devote my life to feasts and frolics. <laughs> and so Rob fell in love with her because she was not like other girls. And she this is actually the origin of the term honeypot. Yeah. So oh, everyone yeah. thought that everyone thought that she was so stupid and anachronistic that there like had to be more to her. So they thought that she was like the honeypot. Like a honeypot is like um, a honeypot trap. Yeah, the honeypot trap with like a, a woman that like traps, a femme. Yeah, like a, a femme, femme fatale, fatale character right. who like traps a male. Like yeah, traps a male uh, character. It's part noir. It's it's part spy. So the idea is that Tywin Lannister made her seduce Rob, 
And then she was Which secretly his spy. Which happened in the books, even though, like, no. let's not talk about... I don't want to talk about... I don't want to... Yeah, yeah but the theory was, like, when, when Talisa was writing letters to her mother... In Valentine. In Valentine, <laughs> that she was secretly writing, like, spy messages to Tywin, and Which that was the theory. Sense. Like, it was that a Which would have been a really cool idea, like, but... Like, that whole kind of thing? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would actually be clever. But no, she was but just... But those a, people do. But speak. no, I mean, she oh. was just a time-traveling field yeah. nurse who got stabbed in the uterus a lot. That was her death, and it was stabbed horrifying. in the baby. Yeah. Stabbed in the baby. Stabbed in the baby. No, seriously, no, she was. Yeah, she was. She, was, she got stabbed, stabbed in her pregnant belly, pregnant, and then they had her stabbed in her pregnant belly as her death. It was disgusting. Wow, that is just like that was why I stopped watching. So specific, and the romance was just so like two hot people, and she's not like other girls. Yay. But at least they like emoted around each other. No, yeah, like the like the, the like ro- like the relationship was like it was dumb, but it like they actually put the work into it. Right. So compare that to season seven, where we had what was the romance, Julia? Tell us about this. Hashtag boat sex. Hashtag boat sex. <laughs> I want to hear about hashtag boat sex. Um, the two kind of protagonists, really, uh, if you don't count Cheryl of the season of, of the series, <laughs> Jon Snow like, and like Daenerys Tony. Targaryen, were like in the same room as each other. <laughs> And they shooked. And they and shook. we're told we're told by other people who were in rooms with them that they're that they're in love. <laughs> it, was, it was so bad that there was who, one point. Who was it that who was it that asked about John liking Look, Danny's boobs or that something? Was that was because he's like, so folksy. <laughs> so folksy, Gretchen. There's literally one part where John's like, "She has a good heart," and Davos is like, "Oh yes, I've seen you looking at that good heart." <laughs> Because he's looking at her boobies and her giant, like, padded dresses, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm into this. And then, like, Melisandre, Melisandre is just like, yes, I ship it, and it's, like, spiritual somehow. Yeah, it's, well, it's, you it's know, nice and fire. It, like, fulfills the prophecy. I mean, incest is pretty spiritual, let's be real. No. Okay, so they're, like, they're like nephew and aunt, That's which, so like, on the Targaryen scale, yeah, it's, it's just it's so like, It's like, what, they're just right. nephew and aunt, yeah. I mean, they're nephew and aunt after three generations of brother-sister <laughs> incest, so... What harm could it do? <laughs> well, and then the audience, like, has this, finds out this information, well, for the second time, yeah. as they're having sex. While they're having sex, there's a montage... Of, you know, their mutual relatives getting married. Yeah. So. <laughs> Except that, like, it's totally unclear what we're supposed to feel about that. Yeah. Like, it feels Happy, like we're supposed to, we're like, supposed to, feel like families coming together or reunited. Like, no. we're supposed to, like, it seems like we're supposed to both simultaneously be cheering oh, for boat sex because, like, no, yeah, the hot people are having sex together, but, but, but also it's is. incest, so are we supposed like, to be uncomfortable? They're having sex, and he just kneeled to her. And we just found out that he has a better claim to the throne than she does. So it's drams. It's political drams. Wait. Oh. While he's fucking her? We find out we that find out he's whole, actually the, a, so the heir to the Iron Throne. I'm sorry. Over top, there's a montage yes. of... So, so Bran is... It just, wait, does this cut Brand between, bot. like, every shot of so, them fucking, or is it, like, Brand, one they're, scene they're, they're another fucking, scene? They're fucking, their parents, um, his parents are getting married. Okay. And Bran has become a robot who has access to all information, so, so he is talking and he's going... Yeah. So he's plugged in John's to, like, father. the main frame right. network. John's real name is Aegon. <laughs> he's the heir to the Iron Throne. But, oh no, Daenerys, who he's fucking at this moment, Waller, is also the heir to the Waller, Iron Throne. While they're fucking. Intrigued. Oh no! Um, and like the reason we I mean they could just like get married and solve this problem but seriously totally they're in love well the problem everyone has told them they're in love they might as well get married look I wrote no they're in love I wrote a whole article on why they're in love okay 
Our hashtag votes. Yeah, like with, like the romance, like the music cues and everything, like yeah. seem to signify that this is a grand epic romance. Yeah, yeah, but they also but the have... basis of this romance is everyone has told each of the individual parties that they're in love with the other person, but we haven't actually seen them act like they're in love. They've with They've also each other. interacted like a grand total of three times, and there's yeah. one time where Danny was like. I am grateful that you, you know, spoke the truth, but I wish you hadn't. And then the second thing was like, you spoke the truth and I'm impressed. And that was like two, Man, com- that is two super other consistent. conversations. <laughs> then there's another conversation where he was she like... She apparently thinks... She doesn't she mind should. that he's dumb, though. They, like, look That's at the nice. art together. They look at cave drawings together. Yeah. yeah but, but, like... What were, like, were the cave drawings, though? Children yeah, of the Forest. We're pretty sure John actually just drew them, like, three oh. seconds before. <laughs> he was trying to impress her. Yeah. <laughs> look at my art skills. I look went to Meister School. <laughs> Yay! Like me. No, that was yeah. so anyway, speaking of forced romance, that's completely convincing. Let's talk about etiquette and condiments. Oh, you said forced. You said forced. Oh, yes. look, I made a pun. It's I forced romance. I get it. I right. think the theory, the honeypot, I suppose you can yeah. say, is that the force made them what? fall in love. So oh, if you're like saying no shut up. It's no, it's oh. Okay. Yeah. My, my favorite honeypot is that she was taking one for the team. I, I know, and you've spoken about this I've before. I've talked about this before. It makes so much more sense. She doesn't does, actually though. love Anakin. She's just taking one for the team. Hey, so she remember when, when he came home and talked about how he committed genocide and she thought that was super Everyone has a bad day. Hey, remember how he doesn't Sometimes like sand, we... and that this is the basis of their relationship. Like, should we really agree to be human? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we just we just go out for a walk, and we realize that everything we hate is one race. Look, and we kill them. I don't know why you guys. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are overlooking the most important romantic scene, which was the sexy fruit cutting scene. Ooh, right? Right? the forest yeah. the, the gratuitous CGI. Yeah, they went back and forth. What about the what about the scene where they're standing in front of a fireplace and she's like wearing a like leather? What, was it, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that's that's, that's the scene where she says that I'm a senator and can't have a boyfriend. <laughs> is it, wait a minute, is that like a is that like Why a don't regu- you come is, back? is, is that a regulation reality. or is that because no. she doesn't have the time? What is this? We live in reality. Come back to it. You're studying to become a Jedi. I'm. I'm a senator. How do you remember if that? If you follow your thoughts to through to conclusion, you'll find that we cannot be together. Because if you follow your thought through to conclusion, right? Because senators like, can't have boyfriends. And, and by the way, his pickup line to that was, "You are in my very soul, torturing me." So that's not really a positive. You don't want that. Well, I mean, like Supergirl, so, like flash okay, according to Super. According to Supergirl, a dude saying that a girl is his kryptonite is super sexy. So, like, who's not? I to forgot say? he said that. Oh so my who's god! Who's not to say that a dude telling a girl you're torturing me is super sexy and makes them want to get together? I mean, she's I mean come on, right? Okay, guys, I have. <laughs> Isn't it weird that he like knows that what kryptonite is? But guys, do you remember when she comes? <laughs> do you remember when she comes around? Well, makes no sense. And he goes after he commits genocide. He goes, "Don't be afraid to die." And she goes, "I'm not afraid to die." I've been dying a little bit each day since you came back into my life. Okay, I yes. this is not a positive Photoshop found! Right? No, she was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm packing up my bag now. I'm really annoyed about this military creation. Uh, uh, also, remember when she was pregnant and, like, he killed a bunch of children? And she was really against it? You're she was just my like, heart. She was like, And then just she like died of a broken heart because, because that's a elf. thing that can happen. She, she was, was very elf. stern. Oh, wait, she, she was, was very not okay with that. You know, it's like you shouldn't do that again. Wait, do you remember? Again. <laughs> Would Please don't kill children again. Not children. Which one? Betches are young legs. Okay, I hate that word. That's a stupid <laughs> wait, word. Wait, 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 wait. Why? Why did they. Why did they. Children is like. It's, 
You're right. so beautiful. Like why? Only because I'm so in love. <laughs> what? No, it's because I'm so in love with, with you. you. Your love has blinded you. Ha ha ha! That's not what I meant. It's probably true though. I have no idea what you guys are acting out. That's acting. We're not that's acting. Scene. That's the scene. Acting, acting out. Oh what are you talking gosh, about? Oh my gosh! I forgot how dumb that was. No, literally, so Natalie Portman has an Oscar. <laughs> Wait, what was it for? For Black Swan. Black Swan. Oh, Brittany, yeah, yeah. Or she like did something in a movie. No, it was, it was, it was for Dark World. It was for Thor: Dark World. It was not for Thor: The Dark World. No. That would be funny though. Look, no. I just I don't know. No, she like, like killed herself like um uh, physically for yeah, that. She, she, like, yeah, she she weighed like ninety five pounds or something. Yeah, yeah God, it's horrifying. But like I honestly don't even know what George Lucas thought was a romantic in this. I mean they rolled a they like I don't think he thought like, they like, dry humped in the field together, like that yeah. was sexy, but like past that. Okay, but like what's what's There's, super like, creepy though I mean, is that solve all their problems and they just like fucked. Like bunnies, didn't they? Wet Wasn't that the implication? Oh, it, the mother said, "Wait, what's super? Okay, what? How else did they have the kid if they weren't fucking like bunnies? Oh, I they mean, like bunnies, but, but they did, creepy? but they didn't go their separate what's ways. Super creepy. What she creeps me right. out though is that they have Natalie Portman in all three films. Yeah, yeah. So like that's what makes their relationship. Like, how am I supposed to believe in a romance when Natalie Portman? Was around Jake Lloyd. Was around Jake Lloyd, <laughs> and like I'm supposed to believe he that thought, eventually that she was wants... an angel, Gretchen. It means they're in love. Are you an angel? <laughs> no. Oh wait, no, that's something else. And then they have, then they have Jake Lloyd and Natalie Portman tell each other, "I care for you. I care for you too." God, when, I forgot that. Why did you remind when me? When he's like nine years old and she's fourteen, okay, and I'm I like, "That's gross, so though." You're like creepy, like he's she a was fourteen. Supposedly, according to canon, I mean, I Natalie Portman was supposedly the elected monarch of the world. Wait a minute. I mean, Natalie Portman like wasn't. The elected monarch. Because, because they valued opinion. innocence. Look, here's the thing. As a monarch? Julia, yeah. Julia had a point if they had just been fucking. Because yeah. honestly, when he comes back and she's like, you've grown. Like, yeah, like, you're hot. I will fuck that. That could have just been the That would have made a lot of sense. They I didn't that, have yeah. to make this a, a romance, but they wanted to because. It would have been more interesting. You could separate the whole thing. You could cut out so much of the screen time. I mean, and then she could be like, hey, I'm trying to fight this. I'm trying to fight I mean, this military pretext. Right. Like, yeah. It can end up with a story that, like, 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 love, like, actual sincere romantic love is, like, a bad thing. And if it was just, the messages. Yeah. It was just, like, it was just, It leads like, to the dark like, side. It leads to the sick. Or it leads to you fucking your aunt, I guess. Yeah. Bring Game but, of like, no, see, that's what I was thinking, is, like, yeah. just, like, like, I think of, like, Padme and Anakin is just, like, boat sex, because it's, like, why can't, why can't they just... Why, why can't they? Why do they have to be right? Why can't they just? Why can't you just have two beautiful people fucking? Why do they have to be in love? Just circling back to all we were talking about with, with like you know, um, episode eight. That was like the whole thing yeah, with the Jedi being so fucked up because like these things that are like you know like the things that make people good like romantic love is something that is like you know makes the world a better place and right. see and happy. Yeah, but like if you if you had like the story around like positivity, you know, like, but yeah, like like you know like like, like just like you know like. The kind of classical kind of temptation, you know, like fruit anyone? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if you just had them like hate arm, you know? Right. Right. Like you can you can argue that that's kind of evil. But like Anakin's in love and that's what makes him turn to the dark side? Like what? Desire is well, it's super yeah, Buddhist. Like, he, like desire love, is suffering and suffering leads to evil. Partner, and that's what makes him evil. Like that's it's a little weird. It's a little Therefore curious. the Jedi must end. That, that, that's that's a, like, kind of a fucked up view of human relationships. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it is. 
It no, is, like, not, not kind of, it is. <laughs> and maybe that's, I mean, maybe that is what they're going for, is yeah. that the Jedi at that point in time in the prequel trilogy are so fucked up that they don't believe that, like, true, honest, romantic love between two human beings is something mm-hmm. that's valuable. Yeah. Which, Which is, like, no that, that, that's an interesting point to make, but the, but the movie makes it. Like, it's not just the Jedi making it. The movie is basically yeah. like, yeah, because if you do do this... You're gonna be like this genocide, right? You'll end, you'll end up killing younglings. Yeah. <laughs> Although that was, I mean, I think that was Palpatine more than that. Because so, Palpatine's this like weird puppet master, but like the whole like, like there's there's hints of that, like the whole like heroes on both sides thing that like everybody likes to make fun of. So I bad. haven't really told a lot of people like the origin story of me and Griffin dating. But oh, okay. basically he was really. I'm, upset. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Really I'm just ab- gonna sit back here. He was really upset, and I said, "What's wrong?" And he said, "I killed them. I killed them all." <laughs> Decided to fuck him a bunch, and then was like, mm-hmm. "You know, I have feelings. I have yeah. feelings about this guy. Yeah. Even though he, even though he murdered a bunch of people, I still somehow have feelings about him." Stupid. I've murdered a bunch Stupid of people. I'm a senator. That's, that's <laughs> relatable. Hashtag relatable. <laughs> it's, it's all the oxytocin from the sex. She's just she's yeah. thinking, right? Everything is chemicals. With no, you. like I'm sorry. That, that's not really our true origin story. The true no. origin story was that he picked up a bone and said, "This once belonged to the dragons." And I was like, "Oh, that's really hot. Tell me more about that." You're just gonna go circles around this because I didn't even get that one. That I assume Game of Thrones. Hashtag butt sucks. Okay, Hashtag but sucks. okay, but you guys, one of the paintings in this Airbnb looks like dragon scales. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be leaves. I think, I think they're supposed hearts. to be leaves, but they kind of look like dragon scales. Tongues, hearts, they might, they might be dragon scales. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. That one looks like dragon scales. So I said to Griffin, okay, right. I didn't come here to make enemies, so be with me or kneel and or don't kneel and die or whatever the fuck. That is a lot of different connotations depending on context. Just want, you know. Mm, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm trying to bring it what back about, to this, but it sucks. But what about that time that you lied to Jon Snow? Oh, that's unforgivable. <laughs> that's unforgivable. When I'm Jon Snow now? No, so no, now, no, you're <laughs> lying. Now, now we're talking about the Cersei and Jamie, aka Cheryl and Larry romance, and how it <laughs> broke up because Le- Cheryl one time lied Okay, so let, let's there. let's let's discuss what this relationship <laughs> has pre- previously been through. No, I think I think we should move on. <laughs> but what about what have, about have we gotten everything out we can of this topic? I mean, no, I mean actually, Joy has a good point because basically, yeah. okay, last yeah. thing, last thing, last thing that we have to talk about with Game of Thrones. They are playing an inse- a relationship between a brother and a sister as fairly romantic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they like, I, I think, like, they're kind of constrained by the source material, I suppose you could say. Because in the source material, this relationship is very toxic. And that might have, like, very, like, high-level plot implications. So at some point, they knew they had to break this dream couple up. But 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 for two seasons, we got, like, we don't choose whom we love. That's, yeah. like, the message of the season. But, like, I, I, I think... You can't help it if you want I to fuck your brother. Of Game of Thrones were just, like, really compelled 
by this relationship and thought it was super sweet. And, like, hot, probably. Yeah, but, like, they, they have to break them up. They cost, cost her well, I mean, they're, like, they are beautiful human beings. They are very attractive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they look like, so good together, Lara and Charles. Oh, if only they, they weren't incestuous. Relationship goals. But, um, yeah. no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not your brother. <laughs> so, Damn no, it, I've been doing it wrong. Fuck. No, so the thing is, though, like, they did have to break them up eventually, but for... I mean, like, they, they were kind of, like, clumsily foreshadowing the fact that they're going to break it. Like, they're trying to, like, make it look like they have problems. Like, remember, like, when Larry and Bron were in Dorn? <laughs> and Bron was just like, oh, is that what she wants? And it was like, dun, dun, dun. Oh, right, right. But, like, for three years, honestly, yeah. before that, it was basically every moment they had for, like, conflict between them just didn't exist. Yeah. And it would always be, like, Larry recommitting to this relationship, like, fuck yeah. prophecies and fuck fate. We're the only people that matter. And, and his defining moment of season six was him being able to look at Mira and I and say, I love Cheryl and everything I do, I do for her and I will murder your baby by a catapult if you don't let me be back near Cheryl. So you go, you go talk to your uncle and you go give us river, you go give us river run wait, or else I'll wait, wait, so wait, I can wait, go wait, back wait, home and fuck my wait, sister. Wait, 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 wait. So like catapult like Springfield, like that episode of the, like that episode of the Simpsons where they have to catapult people out if they don't do a specific but it was, thing. It's a threat from the book, and they didn't think the audience would know the word trebuchet. It's a whole thing. Don't worry. Yeah, about don't it. worry. But, about yeah. It. No, but, but the point is, that a whole different they thing. had to break so these people up, and it's you know, like instead of breaking <laughs> like an onion, it's, 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 it, it makes it, me cry. It, 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 <laughs> it echoes. You know, it, it rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> Look, instead of here's here's the thing. At the end of season six, Cheryl went mass murder, blew up the entire religious institution, blew up a ton of Lannisters, yeah. blew up the whole entirety of House Tyrell. I remember, like at the end of like at least the last three seasons, we're like, oh, Larry this doesn't like it. Cheryl anymore because he he came back and he gave Cheryl a look like. I'm vaguely concerned. I'm concerned that you blew up our entire religious institution. So but we it's thought cool. that was the last conflict. remaining living child. But we thought that would have been the conflict, and mm. instead, lo and behold, no, it wasn't. And he was really into their plan until she lied to a political adversary. Right. And then lied to a po- wait a minute. Last straw. Last straw. Last straw. No, 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 no. Wait, just one second. That's yep. That's last that. Time. Yes. Yep. You mean the thing that. Everyone always because, does. Yep. Because she was just like, "Oh, I'll totally not attack you if you and go then to the she north to did fight because that's basic war. That's well, like she, you, that's she, tactics." She basically said, "Like we're going to get decimated if we agree to this." So I and she wasn't even them. planning to attack them. She was this just is like, basic like, strategy yeah. and tactics thinking. She, she wasn't even planning to attack. Yeah, she's just she was just to like, I'm, I'm, "Oh, yeah, okay." I'm so I'm sorry. She was being smartly tactical. She's like fortifying, basically. Okay, right. So she was being smart. And she, she got shit on for it. Then again, right. she did like go cool. behind his back Make sure and like plan with a magician, so that might have been part of it. But yeah, that was not explicated in the party. Not, <laughs> not a wizard. It, no, no it, it, it was just your. Well, sometimes he's Jack Sparrow. It, it was kind of like anyway. Like Joe Blue. Our, our point is like race, <laughs> relationships. <laughs> Illusions, Michael. <laughs> very similar. Very money. similar to the prequels, and we're actually bringing this back around to a theme. Relationships on Game of Thrones are written to fit the plot, and I yeah, think yeah. that's exactly what Anakin and Padme were too. George Lucas thought it would be more dramatically satisfying hey. a doomed romance rather than just two people who fucked and, a, and two twins came out of it in, in right. theory I mean like in that theory entire, it would have been that entire in like execution. kind of like you know Jungian Messaging. that entire Jungian well, archetype story yeah. about like you know the kind of well, like you know the child that is born of lust and everything like that that's, that's like you know ugly and patriarchal 
But like, but it's a tell us all this time. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a classical tell already. It yeah. wouldn't work. Mm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess Game of Thrones and prequels. Romance, if you Equally like bad. old shitty tropes, yay! yay. If you, if you like paper thin romance, where you're told how the characters feel about each other, then we do. We have two stories for you right here. <laughs> then, right. then, yeah, you'll like so it. So we're gonna go into our last segment, and I'm realizing now I didn't introduce what this episode was gonna be about at all. So <laughs> the last segment will be about Kuvira. Let's do it. All right, Let's we're all back in college. Wait, what? Guys, we're, here's our final segment, and we're going to be talking about the Lady Kuvira. But we realized <laughs> we uh, we've been really rude to Griffin. He's supposed to be speaking seventy four percent of the time, and we're not even <laughs> right? coming close to that. So wait a minute, to we're three of the women. <laughs> yeah. We are clearly overly dominating this conversation. Yeah, I mean, we have we should have more sympathy for Griffin. He has to carry seventy four percent of the relation, of the conversation all by himself. Right, right, right. So to talk, I'm a guest. So to talk about Kavira Stop. without any introduction from us is Griffin. Go talk about Kavira. Go. Okay. Well, Kavira is clearly apparently a Maoist analog. I remember reading something different about that, but it's I guess Mao. I was wrong. Uh, fine, it's Mao. It seemed the most obvious. Again, one, she's not Hitler, you guys. No. She's not. No, she's she didn't not. have tons of great Hey, yeah, um, I have a question. Who's Kavira? What are you talking about? What show is this? Legend of Korra. I'm just gonna stare at you. For a couple seconds. You can't, you can't see the sexual tension right now. It's, it's sizzling. It's not really Maybe tension. Maybe Julia and I should okay, leave. You know, I don't even get in. <laughs> you know what I meant. I know, right. Okay. Maybe you guys should leave. This is where we're staying. <laughs> I'm going to sleep on this floor. Anyway. Kuvira is the book for antagonist, aside from Korra herself, from Legend of Korra, who is a clearly a Maoist analog, a totalitarian dictator, who took over the Earth Kingdom within a three-year gap between book, threes and, book three and four. Of Legend of Korra. There the animated series that we track. all absolutely adore and love. Is that mean that Su Ying is Shanghai Shanghai No, that means Su Ying is the one who fucked Mao. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. No, so, but it's her. So here, here's <laughs> the people fucked Mao, he was kind of Yeah. Like, kind of so so here's the thing about Kuvira. She very much represented she represented imperialism, frankly. That that's probably the most so obvious amazing. one. She uh she created sort of, she, like I mean she was trying to take back a line that was sort well of right right I'm saying yeah. like she was different from Mao in that regard yeah. yeah so she created re-education camps that were styled after Mao's Lava camps but the idea was not she, concentration camps guys not, yeah. right right she's not a no Hitler one was analog. fucking murdered she's a Mao analog we're as two Jews we get very finicky about I, 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 I think I think maybe like the benders were the were the analogs for intellectuals rather than Jews I think it was probably that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and she was not we she, only saw benders that were of of like. Uh, Water, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. water tribe and, and uh, Fire Nation descent, but I mean, Matt wasn't great for ethnic minorities in China either. Yeah, but she. No. But, but basically, what Julia was saying is yeah. she's locking up benders, uh, particularly, but people of non-Earth Kingdom origin. It was easiest to identify them as benders because they actually like showed things that could not have occurred in the Earth Kingdom. Yes. Yeah. Now, the reason we wanted to talk about Kuvira and why we talk about Korra in general as a show, it's a show we've mentioned pretty much every episode. Well, we love it. Yeah. I mean, we three of us are going to be doing a panel on it at Klexicon. Yeah. Oh my god, we are! Oh my god, it's so much I forgot we were okay. doing that. No one likes Julia. I, I'm, I'm, she's I forgot we were doing. I always forget we're doing that. Yeah, we are. Do we know what we're talking about? We'll figure it out. We're we'll, 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 we'll,
with get, you. I know what the topic back to is. Kavira. So <laughs> the reason why do we like to talk about Legend of Korra, Kylie? I feel that it is for a Y seven cartoon. It yes. deconstructs a lot of common storytelling conventions, and it really just presented a good thematic like point. Like we were complaining about the messaging, right, of the of the romances in Game of Thrones and the prequels. Yeah, I would say. The message of Legend of Korra is very positive. It's healing. It's find balance. Balance is really the most. With the little slight bad wording, but yes. With slight bad wording? Yes. But yeah. And Kuvira was kind of... Not kind of. Kuvira was designed as Korra, our protagonist, that she was designed completely as her foil. Yep. So Julia and I have talked about this before. There's complementary foils and competing foils. Yes. And complementary foils are very, very similar, but like a few key differences... Competing foils are drastically different. So Korra and Asami are competing foils, and that's why they are really good for each other because they're complementary in that way. Because they all even like, in the, within the narrative and the universe. Itself. Yeah, like Korra, yeah. Korra has aspect. what Asami lacks, and yeah. vice versa. Right. Yeah. Basically, with Kuvira, she is a complementary foil in that they're similar, but they're not complementary personalities together. Mm. They're similar ish sort of. in the yeah. sense that they are. In terms of the narrative, I think it is how it works. Really, well, is it, we, we're I mean, both like they, co- like they feel committed, committed, in, 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 and like uh, Russian six, to think. Uh, Russian to think, and they're both uh, fierce, determined, and deadly. Fierce, de- determined, deadly determined, determined to succeed, and yeah. they rush into things without thinking. That was, sometimes that was. And what they both also kind of have the world on their shoulders. Yes, right. Because I feel like you could you could see, but Kuvira put that on her shoulders. Yeah, right. You could see because she felt that nobody else would. Cora, right. they wouldn't. <laughs> in a different, like in another world, you could see Cora becoming what Kuvira was. Just making those decisions like with see, the amount yeah. of pressure. Yeah. Yes. And Without the lack of power, because remember, Kuvira had to prove herself while right. uh, Korra has this entire, like, generation, a thousand generations right. of this credibility. Right. Kuvira has nothing. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is that, like, this came together for Korra's arc really well, where Korra was kind of, she was like struggling she had PTSD and she was recovering physically and mentally the entirety of book four where she was trying to like she's kind of fighting against having PTSD basically but Mm -hmm. then she kind of like learned to just like she didn't die like lean into it it's okay when you're out of control like she found her own internal balance and felt much healthier for it and that was and when when she kind of got that perspective she saw that Kuvira was really just out of balance so in the final, the final act wasn't the awesome fight that she had with Kuvira. No, that wasn't. It was cool. fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty. It cool. was when they had a one-on-one conversation in the spirit world together, where yeah. Kuvira was, where Korra was inexplicably just, an orphan. <laughs> sure, but basically, Korra was like, "Look, I understand. Like, you were scared to see chaos in the Earth Kingdom, and you did this maybe without thinking, and you got out of balance." And Kuvira realized, like, "Fuck, that's true. I was out of balance," and she surrendered herself. Yes. Because she realized that the best thing to do for her people was not to no longer, wasn't to rule right. over the totalitarian, was to make sure that the best thing they could do would have the best leadership possible, and that wasn't her. So, the right. reason I wanted to talk about this is because I think that was a really, really successful arc for Korra, and Gretchen and I, Are you I, kidding? Have, Gretchen and I have been, like, trying to write about this for a yeah. long time. Yeah, you have. You've mentioned it, like, every other week. Yeah, I know, well, eventually, we'll, we'll get to eventually, it. Eventually, it'll be 10,000 words. Like, we'll eventually yeah. About At this point, probably 20. Maybe, like, a two-part thing. Yeah, all Riley pieces are at least 10,000 words, and it's kind of just, like, Again, you you stole that name. it's sad. What, Grayley? Yeah. Grayley? Why is that sad? There's no other... Like, what was it? Grayley oh, sounds really... Yeah, we're Grayley. Grayley does not an even split. He didn't... He meant, he meant like, we claimed it early. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you... I mean, like, come on. <laughs> Wait. We could... You could be, uh, Grayley 
A? Bradley B. No. No, no, no. Griffley is a sign, actually. Anyway. No, it isn't. It doesn't have to be my name. What are we talking about? Anyway. So, it's one each. Kuvira. No. <laughs> That's Kuvira. 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 So here's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lady like Corvira on Game of Thrones or something like that. Or co- co- if there's not, no, it was seriously something like that. I think oh, there's a Corvira on. Yeah, it was, and she was a male cosplayer. Anyway, it doesn't okay. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The reason we wanted to talk about Kuvira is because there's a lot of interesting stuff with her, just by the very nature of her being built as a foil for Korra. Yeah. And they gave her her own arc, and then yeah. like it kind of just went. Because they needed it for Korra, which is fine. Like, the story should be built around Korra. It right. was. But it's the last story. season is one of those where, like, the more you rewatch it, the more you're like, they needed the second draft. They yeah. Because they really did. But yeah. I, I kind of just wanted to talk about, like, what they set up with her and, like, what she was. Because she's really deeply fascinating. So I have two points that I wrote out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys. These the are okay. her eyebrow game. Right. These are the two points. Eyebrow game... <laughs> Totally banging Suyin. And totally banging Suyin. Both yeah. of which we can agree are absolutely 100% true in yes. canon, no matter how much you look at. So Those are canonical. Discuss. Discuss. Eyebrow game. <laughs> her eyebrows are very well trimmed. Her, her The animation was very specific about the eyebrows. So actually, I had a point. So actually, when I wrote that down, I was thinking like the fandom tendency to movify her. Basically. Oh, well, that's Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like people are like, oh, her eyebrows, and they make the memes of her like you know eyebrow wiggling or whatever. What about the memes about her holding carrots? <laughs> okay, carrot kuvira is a meme that was entirely that was- my doing. No, okay. Wait, that was you? You didn't know that? Pause. Very fast side note. So, there was one day that for my job, I needed to go through stock photos. And because we were purchasing them, we had to download five stock photos a day. We just, like, had to deal with this 123RF site. That was you. And I found this stock photo of a man who had brought carrots to (laughs) an office meeting. And he was dangling them in front of the And then SS Kamira took it and just like... No, no, no. It's because, like, the employees were, like, clapping, like, at the carrots and the, the, the tag the, the title of this was board. the great motivator <laughs> and Kuvira is known as the great uniter so I just like had it in my mind like all hail the great motivator like carrot Kuvira and somehow <laughs> SS Kuvira SS Kuvira and then yeah. the entire Kuvira fandom ran with this and all of a sudden there's gifts of her eating a carrot and wiggling her eyebrows there's gifts of Kuvira as a carrot <laughs> like it was the weirdest thing and for two days straight there was nothing but Kuvira and carrots and that is what the Kuvira fandom did with this and it's like okay well that's just fun ridiculousness yeah, I mean Kuvira's ass yeah. would look awesome in leather pants because she clearly squats she is a military leader fighting a war for the past three years of course she fucking squats Julia yeah, so probably when hiding undercover from massive metal shards. The, the thing about Kuvira is she is complex, and there was there was political chaos in the Earth yeah. Kingdom. Like so no was, shit. So yeah. she did need someone did need to step up, and someone did need to take on that responsibility. So Ian was too much of a lousy, whiny hypocrite. Yeah. So like the thing is, like Kuvira has compelling motivation for mm. what she's doing and compelling reasons, and you really do see her point of view. But she clearly is out of balance. Yeah, However, right. the fandom kind of like sets it up like, oh, she had no chance. So you never loved her like a mother <clears throat> should have loved her. Which what? And, and, yeah. And, and, well, like, I mean, you know, like sex kind of like removes <laughs> the whole mother thing a little bit. Well, look, that was only in plot. Like that's that was not an intentional implication uh, yeah. of the show. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> 
But like in general, people just like are very, very sympathetic towards Kuvira, which is cool, but in the way of like she didn't really do anything. If wrong. it was a dude who did that, very different. Yeah. But like I, I think so. it's because she was just, well, well because they wouldn't love her answer. The response in the course on like in the fandom's perspective. She's a hot design lady. She's a very attractive character design. Mm-hmm. You think so? so? Yeah. Well, I don't think she would end up okay, with like Kylo Ren. Buffy is attracted to women, so I guess I will. <laughs> no, no, no. The Legend of the Core fandom is a little more like progressive, I guess. Like okay. I, I just, well, I don't know, Loki and Kylo Ren. And... Uh, and it's the same of, concept. Yeah, it's the same Well, she was those tentacles. Wait a minute. If she were a hot dude, I feel two like two of them were wearing green and yeah. black. No, actually, Griffin, I think if she was a hot dude, she would have been leather pants more. No, you're right. You're right. right. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking, like, it has a lot to do with the fact that she's, like, young and attractive. Yeah, and she's actually kind of, like, desexualized, but I don't mean that as a bad thing. No. I I like that a lot, actually. She was very military, very much... She's very severe. she didn't have good armor. Unfortunately, it was... Yes, yes. I loved that so much. No boob armor. But she also wasn't, like, defeminized. No. Right. No, she's so yeah. right. They felt like that is one thing I think Bright got so right Maybe about Korra, about Kavira. <laughs> what? Yeah, she had like Maybe a made had that like contour that was like, yeah the coke bottle contour. Yeah. 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 No, no, you're right about that. But like, yeah, she like you. She was still feminine and also not and, and, and just like severe and overly not, like, sexualized. She wasn't now, this, next, but you never think it's like oh that's a. You know, there's that's no like. Still, you know what it was? There was no seductive quality to her, which right. is usually associated right. with like. There was no women. Azula. There was no Azula no. fact. Right. Yes. So she, she was a very well designed female antagonist, and I see why people gravitated towards that. There's no reason not. To. I don't see excusing like, like, like her relationship military with ca- like Tar. education camps. Like it was a, yeah. like, in yeah. the way that, that like it's the way political. that the relationship it was, it was like very like you know like. Like she was Charles Manson and he was he was yeah you know and then we had to wait for the commentary on the Blu-ray for them to say they were in love and I I remember watching that in college and I was like are you sure Brian not even cynical but more like I remember like Kuvira kind of knows that she's supposed to be in love with this guy that's what in love with her you know I did not I did not buy that they were in love but I thought it was political word of God though I totally thought it was political. And then yeah. I tried to rewatch it with that lens, and I was like, "No." I buy him being in love with her. Yes. Absolutely, I don't. That, buy I don't have an issue with that at all. That's so, why he's squeaky from. But word of that is that they were. They were. So, yeah. so I... this is an issue with this is an issue with betrayal and a, a not bit. betrayal portrait. Per- well, also betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> she did fire Canada. Yeah, but like, okay, but romance. I, no, no, we are going. But to wait a minute, just <laughs> pragmatically, if you're in a war, that's how you do. it. That is how you continue. I don't care if she's a military leader and she's representing her entire people, her country. I don't say this is a good thing. I'm saying that this is what she needed to make perfect sense. Okay. Right. I don't mean it as an insult. I'm just stating it as fact. I'm just making sure that people understand. Oh my that. God, because a lot no. of people just like, that was horrible. <laughs> that was like completely out of character. She loved like, all that shit. I'm like, no. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is, she's a military She saw her as herself That's as a military herself. leader first. <laughs> Rather than an individual. Yeah. She saw herself as one of the many. She couldn't separate the personal and the Exactly. Political. She yeah. saw herself as one of the many, not one of the few. We really like to return to certain themes at the end of the Themes and shit, you guys. Wait, can, can we actually talk for a second about how her relationship with Su Yin was portrayed? Because that's that's one of the more interesting components of it. Have fun, honey. It seems like... <laughs> Did you call me honey? We're broken up. Uh, <laughs> 
not really. I made a jo- I made it was making a joke. Yeah. I mean, like, like, no. Sunian, like, I don't know if this is, like, a problem with the writing or, like, you know, not enough revisions, but, like, sometimes <laughs> it seems like she's part of the family. Sometimes it seems like it was more of a kind of, like, distant well, kind of... Wouldn't it be more interesting if that was, like, almost on purpose on Sunian's part? Like, right. I wanted to make sure that... I don't want to get comfortable. Well, I want to make sure she doesn't know her place. Sunian <laughs> calls everyone, like, family. Exactly. When, when I read, oh, he was, like, family to me. Okay. It's like, okay, Sunian. <laughs> so then when she's like, Kuvira was my daughter and I nourished her I raised talents. her like a daughter? And it's like, yeah, that's... <laughs> Like, you, like, cannot she... trust when, she, when Suyin says that someone anything. is family, you when can't believe it. Anything. When she says anything at all. But to Julia's point, there is that one moment when Batar, hold on, let me try to do her Batar impression. He's like, that's right, we're getting engaged, mother. She'll be yeah, real official now. now. <laughs> and Suyin's like, look at me withholding this candy bar. No, uh, but... <laughs> Ex- except, real that, except, that, except that Batar is totally Buster. These are my awards, mother, from Army. Wolf bats don't build nests. Got me there, Dr. Science. (laughs) I don't care, I love her. No, but like, it was written, like, it's very uneven whether or not Kuvira was, like, actually a quasi-child. Because when you see them interacting in book three, it's just like, yeah, that's Kuvira, that's that's Suyin's captain of the guards. Like, that's not... She's also part of the stance troop. Yeah, the the dance troop, yeah. Yeah, she has a, she has a wide variety of interests, and she helped, and she's Saved on our class. Not, nothing like she was a surrogate daughter who Sue yeah. had like this fucking like responsibility for. Nothing like that. Nothing at all. Taking her in might have honestly just been literally like I took you into my really awesome community. And the way, honestly, the yeah. way that like the reason Sue and Kuvir is a popular headcanon is because the stakes are so personal and so like deeply and felt petty that when when Sue is like give us the room to uh, Bolin and it's just the two of them looking, you're like. They're gonna they fuck. They, <laughs> yeah. Th- there's something here. People who look li- like that like, do they each fuck other? like do they fuck like very fucked and then like uh Suyin was just like, yeah, that's a little messed up that we fucked. And it's probably like an ongoing, yeah, this is yeah. too messed up, let's not, and then like a And then they keep bowl. doing it. Yeah. 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 That's oh, that's how I sense. that's how I hinted at it in my family. Like cat grant. No, I I I read through that and I it made sense to me. Yeah. Like I, I like yeah, that a lot. Yeah, like yeah. they made more sense than everything else I was thinking about Kavira, and it was just sort of like that. Yeah. That works. I just, like, don't see... Su- Honestly, I don't see you, Suyin, having a strong maternal... No. With, God, no. With anyone. So proud of them. It's, it's so good. They invented the game on their own. This is just pro-bending. No. <laughs> and have you met my genius architect husband? We divide, designed Zelda. And then I life. fucked him, and then he became my husband. <laughs> that was... They cut that dialogue, though. Yeah. Dancer, matriarch, we have many hats. I uh, collect of rare meteorites. <laughs> you are so Sokka's daughter. Absolutely. Oh God, you awful woman. Oh, man. <laughs> I just recently was reading something by someone who said that she wasn't, like, I... I had she's forgotten. Not, I had forgotten. Like she's not Sokka's daughter. I had forgotten that daughter. her being Sokka's daughter was like not, not canon. canon. It's just me. Because <laughs> I read someone else who was saying that some other person was, and I was like, "What are you talking about? It's clearly Sokka." Yeah, of course it is. And There's Toph- the, the common theory, I think, aside from the one that clearly he was fucking tough, and there was a polyamorous Suka thing. Poly Suka. Which poly-suka I, I, poly Suka or bust. Yeah, I, I, I fucked. I um, uh, I thought you were. Uh, okay, now, but uh, the other theory is obviously that he's like um, uh, he's Bedar Senior's dad. 
But I Because they look identical. They do. Well, that but would make sense if that would, Suyin is his daughter, then Batar. Oh, Batar. Well, Batar, Batar Sr., yes. So, okay. so to bring the Beifangs back to Kuvira, the whole thing about Kuvira that like I found when rewatching is that Kuvira's personal stakes are with the Beifang family. Whatever but do you mean, whatever the buffet? The buffet. <laughs> what, whatever format I mean, that... my personal stakes are with the buffet. But hey. Whatever. Unlimited potatoes. But, yeah, right. Like, whatever that might be, whether you had come her as having been with Suyin, whether you really are into the Batar Suyin romance, which some people are and they write it well. I'm not trying to like discount they that. They really do, though. Her personal game was with it, which so yeah. that kind of means the like height of her arc was either Operation Beifong or it was when she fired the cannon on them. It was when they fired the cannon. Yeah, but but then it has an opinion. It, I think I think it was the cannon too. Yeah. It's just I just love Operation Beifong. It's such a great episode. Yeah, but Julie doesn't make mistakes. No, that was a very good. Episode. <laughs> but then what ended up happening was like she had to keep going so Korra could like have a battle with her, so she just randomly like stormed into Republic City and It wasn't like, really random. Well it was random because she decided that she had to like invade Sudetenland for some reason. No yeah. no, no, no 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 I know she's the not Earth Queen seeded that in book three. She was pissed about that then. It didn't yeah. make sense though. It made perfect sense. But, but that happened in Air Kingdom Land for seventy years. I know that. But you're talking it's about like old the you're talking about know, like, Maybe it's like the Gaza Strip, yeah. 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 Like you're just think about it. This is ancestral land. We need to find it was a given away it, it was given away for Earth King Kue. Let's do a non Jewish. Earth King Kue was like, I'm just gonna give this okay, fucking I, land. I, and why would Kuvira care? She was from Zafu. She was like a fan of like independent nation states. Why would she care? She cares because clearly she's trying to defend the most of her nation. And her okay, nation... So would she, she locked everyone in the United Republic up? Because she was already throwing people of no, non-Earth Kingdom origin. She probably considered them of Earth Kingdom origin. No, Gretchen hit the nail on the head. They wanted Mega Maid. They, want, they wanted a giant Mecca. <laughs> Like and that's oh, fine. Okay, the right. mecha oh. was pretty cool. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize we were translating to Dory List in about half a second. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, Gretchen. <laughs> I just think I'll just back up. <laughs> I just think Zalfu needed to be the ultimate. Like that needed to be the final battle. Zalfu. Instead of Boston City, yeah. Instead yeah. of yeah, well, no, no, no. Instead, instead of Republic City. City. Well, re- realistically, Boston City would be like, okay, we won. Yeah. Right, but I'm saying like Kuvir and Korra could have had that like showdown. It should it should have been a fight over Zafu. Yeah, Zafu should have been the final chapter. Can we still have like a prototype mech though? Can we still have that? Yeah. No, I think you can have the mech battle. The vagina city to make a giant mega maid. Yeah. It's the oh wait, and then the city turns into the mech. The city turns into the mech. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Okay, I hadn't thought about it as a giant vagina city, but it totally is. Everything's a lotus, Gretchen. Everything's a lotus. Wait a minute. There was a whole week and a half on Tumblr where everyone was talking about Yannick uh, imagery. (laughs) That was also your fault. I know that. And no, no, no. Keys is also to blame because he was like telling. He gave me the word for Yannick. I'm sorry. Keys isn't here right now. You are. We're gonna blame yeah. you. We're gonna bl- okay, fine. Blame yeah. the vagina. Come to our next party. Yeah, Karen Kuvira. <laughs> oh, does that imagery. make you uncomfortable? This, this, is, this is my Tumblr legacy: Karen Kuvira, Yannick imagery, and Bi Curious. <laughs> right, Bi Curious. Yeah, people didn't watch the show that closely, did they? I am yeah. Bi Curious. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm Bi Curious. Oh God! Watch Arrested Development, please. And then watch Legends of Korra. Anyway, our point is the final battle should have been in Zafu, and yeah. we got Kuvira. Do we have anything else to say? We are coming so undone here. Let's talk about how you should not use JPEGs. Do not put those up your vagina. What? Did you say JPEGs? J- J- that is what I heard too. <laughs> 
You don't ever put image files on I know, when you're talking about like Yanni's, I think about like Gwyneth Paltrow and her stupid jade eggs that she's like, show, like, like Oh, like, jade eggs! I'm so serious. Do not do that. Like, don't put porous rocks into your I'm mouth. sorry, wait. How do I put Where did this come from? Can we not give gynecological advice on our podcast? Can we just have one normal podcast? Why can't we? No. Oh my god, we can't. I mean, I can't, but you can. There are there are vaginas in this room. And exactly. None of them have three. Jade eggs in them. No, none of them do. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a terrible idea. I mean, guys, you I don't. See what Kylie looks like right now. <laughs> what is it? Are we sure? <laughs> Is that like what's in your wallet? Well, like got milk? Yeah, like. No, it's like what's in your wallet? Like, what's in your wallet? Yeah. Is it a Jade egg? Is that, uh, is it Citibank? Chase your. Capital One. What's Capital One! That's it. Yeah, boom. I win capitalism! No! I was saying love flu! I know. Oh man. Okay, I know that time. I knew that time. Anyway, thank you for listening to The Fundamentalist. <laughs> As we drunkenly talk Our about first live show. <laughs> If oh, you man. Have no, no. Anybody this is a live show. Technically, this is live. If you liked what you heard, please, <laughs> please <laughs> recommend us to your friends. We don't do any marketing, I guess. Also, give us a review. Maybe not based on this episode, but um, no, based on this episode. Reviews help our uh, searchability. And reviews please, on iTunes. Please yes. visit thefandomentals.com for all future breaking fandom news. All right, thank you, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank Bye. you, Chicago. <laughs> I forgot the new quotes. Um, what did I what, what did I hit my head and wake up in Pedro for bullshit? Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs>